Hey, hey, welcome to Be That, Create That, the podcast where we teach women in leadership to step confidently into their next level in career and life using some intentional action steps so that they can be who they admire and create what they desire. I'm Tree on Top. I'm a leadership performance coach inspired working with women in areas of all leadership and personal development. A true personal development junkie because I have seen the shifts that have happened in my life and in the lives of my clients and teams with these types of tools applied. I believe happiness equals progress and fulfillment is then the result. So I know with small intentional actions in leading ourselves every day, we can make the impact we'd like to see in the world around us through leadership and influence. In this podcast, you're going to hear everyday leadership lessons from my clients my teams, or my own experiences that have improved communication, culture, collaboration, ultimately creating a ripple effect throughout our networks. So let's get started and let's get intentional. Trian here, your leadership performance coach. Welcome back to the Be That Create That channel. I have the opportunity to interview some amazing women through the podcast, through the YouTube channel, and through our Facebook group. And today is um, exciting for me because I'm bringing on Kimberly Graham, and she is currently my financial coach that I have been telling everybody and their brother and aunt and uncle about recently because not only was I proud of us for hiring a financial coach, but I've been following Kim for like, I don't know, probably a year, year and a half until I was finally like, nope, I have to work with this person. So the power of proximity has been really strong um, for us and getting our financial things in order over the last six months. So without further ado, I'm going to bring Kim on so that she can also, hello. Yes, I could talk about you forever and ever and ever. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet. I love it. And you are doing such an amazing job. I'm just so proud. Like this is, you'll get into more of like my passion and why I do what I do, I'm sure in the questions, but I'm just so proud of you and happy to be here too. It's interesting what just a little structure can do and not only in a financial situation, but, you know, in our group and in the podcast, I talk a lot about morning routines. So we've got some structure in that, but just, um, I take out really that word structure. And I think about the fact that like, it's our leadership, it's our Mm -hmm. personal leadership to say, this is where I am. This is where I want to be. I've got a stinking gap there and I got to figure that out. So That's what made me um, decide to finally, I say finally, because it took me too long, but it was all in good timing. Um, Hire you, bring you on, get in your space, right? I don't even know what I want to call it, work with you. Um, (laughs) So why don't you go ahead and just kind of uh, introduce yourself and kind of what you do to our community? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Kimberly Graham. Um, I am like a profit coach. So many people get confused between financial coach, profit coach. There's so many names for people who do what we do. But fun fact, there's not a lot of people who do what I specifically do. Um, The financial advisors and the financial coaches and that what you're thinking help with retirement and investments. And that's not what I do. I help the day-to-day finances. I help female entrepreneurs understand how to manage their day-to-day funds in their home and in their business so that they're truly able to feel 
my word is like financially fearless, but and furthermore, it helps people be able to actually save more money, understand where their money is going. So then they're actually able to invest more. So when you actually are sitting at the table with your advisor, you're not confused or overwhelmed by the things they're saying that you need to do in order to hit that millionaire, multimillionaire milestone that you're hitting. So my program, Millionaires in the Making, is literally about that, helping you create all of the habits and routines and strategies in place um, so that you are able to hit that milestone of becoming that multimillionaire that you desire to be. Um, so yeah, so that's me. I don't even know if I like said everything, but that's what I do. I'm a profit coach. I help female entrepreneurs. I believe that that's like the statement. <laughs> yes. And I, I, I respect and love so much that you get so excited about it. Like you just get very animated when you talk about what you do. And that was one of the things that drew me to you was the, the passion behind what you do. Um, so I absolutely loved the fact that you were able to break down the basics for me when we very first started. And you're right. Like a lot of people think with a financial coach that it's all going to be about investments and savings and, you know, what am I going to do for retirement? And although we all need that, we can't get to that until we have really built the basic structure. So walk us through a little bit of like, I know what I would expect, but what would someone expect from the first couple um, sessions working with you? Some people get really surprised because it is a very like foundational basis of what we're talking about. But I always give this like phrase out there. If you can't manage a thousand dollars, you're not going to be able to manage 10. Right. So the idea of being able to help you understand how to manage what's in front of you is my first and, and most important task for you is to be able to kind of give you like a mirror. So the first couple of sessions that my clients, what they do when they come to me is we need to know where the money has been going. We need to know where your priorities are. It is not my job to tell you what has to go and what doesn't has to go. That's not my job. My job is to give you again that mirror and for you to be able to look at it and say, does it reflect you? Does it reflect your goals? Does it reflect your the present things that you're like really excited about, but also your future? Does it reflect the things that make you say, I'm excited that I'm putting money into these places? Or does it reflect more of, oh my gosh, I can't believe I put that much in those places, right? Mm -hmm. And that, it really tells you all you need to know. But then that's the place that people are like, well, I could do that myself. Well, then why didn't you? That's the only thing I <laughs> But anyone can simply do that part. But then we take it one step further in our sessions where we kind of come up with a routine and a strategy that continuously helps you feel like, I love where my money went this month. Um, when you look at a budget or when you look at a money prosperity plan, whatever you want to call it, it tells a story. So I, um, one of my financial coaches that I actually worked with, I loved that she said this. She said, every single dollar tells a story. And when you write it all down, kind of like a food diary, if you want to like put it to like, you know, health terms, you are literally seeing a diary of what your money did. So I got money in. Oh, and I spent it here and I spent it there. If you were able to write that story out, are you happy with the outcome? Are you happy with where things happen by the end of your chapter of day 30 of using, you know, your money management system? That is kind of what I help my clients walk through. And there's a lot of mindset. There's a lot of like talking through decisions that you're like, I can't believe I made that decision. I messed up. And we're like, no, 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 we can't go there because that's what helps our progress. We need to keep pushing through. How do we make sure that we are slowly refining our strategies and our routine until we find something that fits us, that makes us want to look at it, that makes our spouse want to come to the table and look at it, that helps us to feel good about where our money is going so that you actually can say, oh my God, I love my money. Like 
I love my money and I love making money and I love investing money and I love what money does for me. That's the, that's the half of feeling I want my clients to have by the time they're done with me is that they are absolutely in love with where their money is going and they're not relying on borrowed cash to get that, that hype or that like excitement. I want you to love your money that way. Mm -hmm. One of the, th well, so many nuggets right there. Hello. And some of it is I'm just reflecting a little bit over the time that we've worked together. And I know, you know, not only the emotions that I've gone through, but like the patterns that have come up and then I had to fix or adjust or, or what have you. It's definitely been a growth mindset spot for me. Um, two things that you said, every dollar tells a story. Holy cow. That is so true. Mm -hmm. It <laughs> is. Through, um, before Bill and I got married, Bill and I went through Financial Peace University and we went to a whole cash budget. I paid off all my debt, including my school loans before we got married because I just didn't want to bring that money in. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember feeling like I have all this debt. I have all this like stuff I need to take care of before then we can join before our marriage. Right. And yeah, I went through the process of the cash budget. I loved it. And then everything got on track. And I was like, oh, well, that was, you know, that worked really well for me. And then when you and I started working together, that's basically what we did is we went back to this like very basics of the budget. Um, and I was like, yeah, I do know how to do this. However, that accountability partner is it's huge, you know. Um, you also said money prosperity plan, and I am totally stealing that. I love right. it. Right. One of the things, you know, that I struggled with was with Bill also was saying like a budget felt like a restriction mm -hmm. and it really was more about telling our money where to go. So walk us through like how you would have maybe that conversation with a, with a client to get that yeah. flip of a switch. Yeah. And it reminds me of the conversation that we had, which totally changed my, like, I was like, oh, that was such a good conversation we had on mm -hmm. the call. Um, because, but before that, I want people to, who are listening to understand if you're like, okay, well, what are her credentials? Cause that's what everyone wants to talk about For when sure. they talk about money. Um, so my husband and I are both educators. So I want you to know as educators, we don't make a lot. Okay. My husband and I together, we're making $60,000 a year. Okay. So we had $76,000 worth of student loan debt. That was the only debt we had. I was freaking afraid of credit cards, of, mm -hmm. um, of spending. I loved to spend money. Don't get me wrong, but I was deathly afraid of numbers getting to a certain point or of my, um, you know, my savings, or I was just scared of using money, but I knew I wanted to use it. So I would have spurts of like spending. And then I would be like, Oh no, what did I do? And then I would be like in hoard phase. And my husband was more of a saver, but he had this money that he had no idea that he owed over private loans and whatever. And it was $76,000. And so both of us felt paralyzed. Mm -hmm. So we were like, well, what are we going to do? So we actually went through a similar program. We went through Financial Peace University. And that was kind of what started us on our conversation and talking about money. And we got out of our debt in 28 months with the work of extra jobs, making sure we knew where our money was going and all of that jazz. And then at that point is when we recognized, okay, we have a really serious, like, issue here because now we've been working so hard on everything going towards the savings, everything going towards this debt. How do we actually use our money now that we have access to it? Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the part where it can get really scary. So some of my clients, uh, or, you know, one clients who come to me who are like, well, I've already paid off my debt. So I don't think I'm your ideal client. And I was like, actually, you're more of my ideal client than you recognize. <laughs> if you oh, are yeah. out of debt, you have more money that's coming in than more than the average American, right? So if you're bringing in all this money and you still don't know where it's going or you're still feeling like, how are we in this 
then yes, you are an ideal client because I'm going to help you maximize that cash flow. So then you're actually able to put it towards different places. But one of the conversations that we had about abundance and what abundance actually means was like some of my favorite conversations I've had with a client. Seriously, like that was an amazing conversation because abundance, I ideally what we love to say in like energetics and people who love to say abundance is like, oh, you walk in abundance and money will come to me. And yeah, you're right. Like if you believe that that's a part of the process to know that it's happening. But if you don't take the time to manage what's already currently around you, right? That's where abundance happens. Abundance is not hoping for more money and saying, okay, well, when the money comes, that's, that's, that's abundance. It's coming to me. But abundance is actually taking stock of what's around you and saying, wow, I'm so grateful for what's around me. I'm going to take good care of what's around me. And I'm going to trust that more is coming, but I'm going to make sure that I actually see it instead of letting it slip through my fingers. Cause I'm like, woohoo, more money. And I'm going to just spend it on something and then <laughs> right. it's gone again. Right. So when you bring in that money and you're actually taking good care of it, you're actually going to notice more abundance that way because you're going to notice more space, more room, more clarity, more like I can get to the next step. I can invest in myself. I can take care of any situations that could come and try and hit my family. There are all situations that are going to happen to us. And if we're able to just be able to take care of it and be like, I got it. I pay for it. Like that's abundance. Abundance is not just having my ties on the beach all day. And like, you know, that's a part of it, but this is truly where abundance begins by taking stock of what's around you. Um, and that was like some of my favorite conversations. So when clients come to me, we really have that conversation on like, what do you desire? What do you think? Do you just want a million dollars? Because that's what a million dollars, like it sounds sexy. Let's talk about why, how much do you actually need? Um, if I may, I'm going to tell a story about um, one of my clients who's a single mom and she came to me right after her divorce feeling so like overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, where like, I, I, I'm so scared of like, I need his money and we're going through this divorce battle and all of that stuff. And so when I sat with her and we looked through everything she absolutely needed, and we recognize that she could take care of everything that she absolutely needed, including a couple of fun outings for her kids. And she could take care of it on her own without him. Mm -hmm. The amount of abundance she felt in that moment is unmatched because now I'm not relying on somebody else to create my abundance. I can create it on my own. And that gave her so much independence and gave her the power to keep going. So like those are the types of conversations that I have with my clients to help them recognize the power that they already have in front of them so that they can continue to move forward to these other goals that they have. And that relief, I mean, over and over, it could be because it's ice cold in my house, but also because I just get such goosebumps of like every, the conversations that we've had, they've really been very enlightening and you do it in a way that it gets me to think. And then but I'm not thinking in a way of like, I've done something wrong. We mm -hmm. definitely have had some great conversations of like, you're just kind of stirring those emotions, stirring those ideas. Well, what if, what could we do over here? What's something else we could try? I mean, it, I truly look forward to them every week. So you've done a, you're excellent at what you do. Mm -hmm. um, where do you feel like, where do you feel like this vision now is taking you? You've been an entrepreneur for how long and what kind of things do you have in the works? Yeah, I've been an entrepreneur for this will be my third year. And when I started this business, I um, was actually in direct sales. And that was kind of like I never thought of myself as someone who liked money. Um, like, well, I guess after we got out of debt, I knew we were good with our money. 
But I didn't think that I had the right to tell other people or to work with other people with their money. That just wasn't my thing. I enjoyed being an educator. After I had my first daughter, I was like, oh, I'd like to try being home. And I had a couple of other businesses that I tried um, to open and I did direct sales. And this is where like the catalyst shifted for me. Um, I was at one of these like big conventions and I noticed that someone was standing up because they got praised for making all of these sales, like $25,000 in sales in a month over six months. And I was like, whoa goals right like i was like <laughs> i think we've all been there at one point right? yeah it's like whoa yeah and so i'm a person who when i see greatness i want to make sure i'm around that greatness like you said proximity like i'm all about that let me meet you let me get in your sphere let me learn more from you so as i'm talking to this woman and in passing or whatever i was like congratulations on everything that's so amazing can you tell me some of the things about how you got to this point she talked about how she got to $25,000 a month and all that stuff and how much she was selling. But the one thing she said is like, oh, the one thing I can't figure out is how to pay myself. Like I'm still working my nine to five and I have so much inventory just all over my house and I have so much debt and I need to pay that off. And it was like, no, no, I'm not working that hard and, and having this much. No, that, that's completely opposite. I'd much rather where I'm at right now than that. <laughs> you yes. Know? Um, because that's not fun. And then later on, I did some other experiences where I met a lot of high tier people and it was the same type of thing. I'm in so much debt. I got a credit card for this trip. Like, and I was like, what type of habits are we enforcing? Then I recognized when I got into coaching and started working with coaches, it's in the entrepreneurial space, period. Yep. Like the misunderstanding of what's happening with our finances. So that's what got me to be passionate about what I do and helping female entrepreneurs because you work too hard. You work too hard for these 10, $15,000 months to not know where your money is going and to still feel like you're overwhelmed with your debt and overwhelmed with money management. So I want to help people with that. Um, so the next step for me, I guess, in the last three years of doing coaching, of refining who my ideal client is, of creating or recreating my ideal program, my signature program, mm -hmm. I'm really venturing off into speaking into different corporations and to different um, venues. And uh, my husband has just recently been like, he's gotten bitten by the entrepreneurship bug. And he's like, I want to get out of the classroom. I want to work with you. Um, and so we started a podcast and it's called the Affluent Marriage Podcast. Um, and we've done it for about a month and a half. And it's so much fun to just like do this with him to hear his side of the story, because it's a side that people don't normally get to hear when they hear my content. Mm -hmm. um, so we want to start speaking and doing things. He's even talking about a book. Like he has really gotten bitten by the book. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, so I think that's where we're going in the future of our businesses. I still want to work with, with close proximity, like people like you who are so driven um, and are really hungry for their transformation. But I also want to be able to kind of be on stages and speak more um, to a broader scale as well. Mm -hmm. I also loved that you took in the very beginning, you told me you took your program from a three month to a six month because you really saw the fact that people needed that follow up after the first three months. And I would say that at first I was like six months. OK, well, that's quite a commitment. But then if you remember, we got to the end of the three months and I was like, I am so glad that mm -hmm. you saw the need to extend this because you know, a lot of times with my one on one clients we will go three months. And I always feel like, oh gosh, there's just a little bit more that they want or that they need. And they might say, oh, I'm going to take a little break for a while. And then I'm going to restart again. You lose that momentum. And right. I know at the end of my three months, I was like, yeah, I got this. But then last month, what happened? We got yeah. back from vacation and I was like, ah, 
<laughs> yes, that feeling happens. You get back and you're like, I'm on vacation mode again. And you're like, oh no, I have to be like, it's like you, you have to, two sides of you are like fighting, like get off of vacation and you have to remember, yes, I still need to make sure I manage what's happening and, and get back on track. And that's the reason why I extended it to six months. And I even had a client that just onboarded the other day and she was like, can I work with you for a year? And I was like, I mean, sure, if you want to, I could totally whip that up for you. Not a problem. Because I mean, I do have a quarterly option where after my clients are done for six months, that they just want to be able to stay in touch with yeah. me because sometimes it's nice to talk to someone, especially about finances that already mm -hmm. knows what's going on. Like you don't have to rehash out all this new information to a brand new person. It's someone, you know, and trust, and you can be able to say, Hey, I need to hop on a call really quick because there's something that just happened. And I just want to make sure that I'm on the right track or I'm just making this big decision. And I just want to make sure that, you know, me, you know, my passions, does this sound right? And I love being able to help people in that capacity as well. So yeah, I just, yeah. So six months was definitely something that I was like, no, we, we need, we need six months. <laughs> yeah, we, we need that time frame. Yeah. Um, so interesting question I usually like to ask is what do you, <laughs> cause I know my kid has, somebody asked my kid one time, what does your mom do? Yeah. <laughs> so how do you feel like your kids would answer? Your kids are similar in age to mine. If yeah. someone asked them what you do. Yeah. My girls are three and six. Uh, my three-year-old probably would just be like, mommy's working. She's working at home. She's in a meeting. That's what she always says when I'm like, I have to close the door and lock it. Daddy will say she's in a meeting. So she knows that dad, you know, mom's in a meeting. Um, my dad's also like a CEO and of, of a church. So he's, but he is the CEO over like two different, like on, you know, businesses. And so he's always in meetings as well. So I think she's just thinking everybody in her, you know, life is in meetings. Um, <laughs> But my six-year-old would probably like, oh, no, she helps people make money. That's pretty much what she says. And I'm like, valid. Yes. <laughs> I'll take yes. that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Blake says, mom talks to people on the internet and inspires them to do their best. I'm oh, like, that's so sweet. Girl, I'm just going to make that my tagline. Yep, that's it. I love it. I love it so much. Like that yeah. is like, that's perfect right there. Very sweet. So we talk in the group. I mean, obviously, uh, you're very successful and would talk in the group a lot about our own personal leadership and how we create that success for ourselves. And mm -hmm. one of the main things that I talk about structure wise is a morning routine. Mm -hmm. So, and again, that morning routine doesn't always have to be done in the morning. It's just the fact that you've got a structure somewhere in your day that is guided towards your growth. Mm -hmm. So what would you say is a, is a non-negotiable for you? If it's not a morning routine, what is something that's helping you keep, you know, yourself led towards that success? Yes, this is a good one because it is not a morning routine because I am not a morning person. And I am, if you saw my stories today, I am dealing with my two girls in the morning and I'm just like frazzled by the time it's, it, we're done with like drop off. Um, but one of the things that is a non-negotiable for me as an entrepreneur is, well, I actually have a couple, one for my husband and I, but one that's just for me as an entrepreneur, that's a routine is I have to have maximum two, but at least one day where there's no meetings so that I can focus on like back office things. And so in those days, that's when I'm like, okay, I need to like really journal and like, am I happy with my progress? Am I proud? What am I proud of? What do I want to work on? You know, what clients do I want to like reach out to you individually to just say like, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Um, you know what? And it's not busy work. It's intentional work. Cause I just want my clients, like no matter how many clients I have in my roster, I want them to know that I'm thinking about them. 
and mm -hmm. that I literally have like emotional ties to them, which is somewhat not healthy, but it is what it is. It's the teacher in me. Um, <laughs> so I, felt that way too. I would be so not, well, I'm going to use the word obsessed. I'm mm -hmm. obsessed with them feeling good about themselves and their transformations mm -hmm. and like taking that next step and their confidence. And you just, you want it for them so badly um, that you can't help but think about it. But that's a great mm -hmm. idea to just kind of journal where they're at. I'm thinking mm -hmm. about them. Yeah. And it helps me to kind of like gauge my feelings. Like, okay, am I, am I, when is the last time I've connected with them? Am I doing too much? Like, but also just to affirm that like, it's okay that I'm this type of coach. <laughs> that's, that's what makes the value in what I, in my offer, you know? So anyway, so I'll like write those things down. Um, I will, I try not to focus on like content or like, you know, money moving things. I try to focus on inward. Like what do I need? What is, what do I need as a CEO? If I need a quiet moment in my bed where I'm just listening to music and I'm reading my devotionals or I'm reading my Bible or I'm, you know, talking to my mom. Like I, I use that time for me to kind of recalibrate. And that's really important to me. Um, I love taking myself out for breakfast. It's like, it's, I don't, I don't know why, like, it's something that I just like love to do at least once a month to just go out and just people watch and take myself out for breakfast. <laughs> no thoughts on my mind. No shame at all. It is, it is my, it is my happy place. I have one place that I go to specifically and it's my happy place. I love um, it. So yeah, but with my husband and I, we at least for five minutes every week, if not at least 10 minutes at the end of the month, we will go over the finances and have like a check-in. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Um, where are you feeling a little bit more, um, you know, pressure in certain places? If you're like, okay, this is something that's giving me pressure in terms of like my business, which I feel like is going to be a big conversation we're going to have, you know, whenever he decides to like, you know, make that jump there's going to be a lot of shifting and we're going to need to communicate a lot. Um, we're already having these like extra conversations because he's really into his content, which is great. But a lot of his content includes me and I'm like, I'm in bed. I'm tired. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't want to make content right now. And I, and so I'm like, okay, like I'm fine with you doing this, but we need to have a structure as to when is like content days so I can be ready and be on. Yes. Um, you know, so these conversations are good to have. So we'll at least have a five minute like download of like, where are you at? How are you feeling? Um, and what things are coming up in the next month so or next week so then we can make sure we're prepared for it financially. Um, you know, those types of things. So I think both of those have really kept me be sane and have boundaries and both just the communication with my husband and also in my business. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And I'm excited to hear more episodes of your podcast. And I love that he's that he's into it and that he's like the, the fact that you guys are able to work together moving forward. I think that's going to bring some good content also. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> I've listened to uh, Lori and Chris Harder quite a lot, the earn your happy podcast. And then mm -hmm. she has him come in and they really talk about being entrepreneurs together and how it feels to spend 24 hours a day together and what you can do to give yourself a little breathing space when you're working so close in proximity. Yes. I feel like my breakfast dates are going to become more like sacred when we're working together because I need my space. Like I love the fact that I have the house to myself a couple days a week. Um, so having him in my space, I'm probably going to be like, you're not supposed to be here, friend. <laughs> I love you, but this is my space. <laughs> oh, 100%. I'm so with you. Like, I love that the girls are at school right now, and I'm not really quite sure what summer is going to bring again. You know, there's always that transition. But again, 
the planning. We'll figure it out. We'll make sure they love to go to their grandmas. Their grandma loves to have them. So there'll be some structure there, but it's like, look ahead. We know this could be an obstacle. What are we going to, what are we going to do about it? How am I going to lead myself through this? Exactly. Exactly. So um, share with us where people can follow you, where they can find you, where are you hanging out these days so that they can get in a better connection with what you're doing? Yeah, I'm mainly on Facebook, but gravitating more towards uh, Instagram now that my hubby's on there and we're doing content together. So you can find me on Instagram at KG Millionaire Coach um, and follow me there and kind of hear a lot of my ramblings about kids and life and money. Um, (laughs) Follow me on Facebook um, at Kim Graham. I'm just under Kimberly Graham. Nothing crazy going on there. Um, You can also join my group. It's Six Figure figure Earners. um, And it's talking about how to manage, keep and manage your hard-earned money. That's really what we talk about there as well. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. Try to keep it simple, you know? Yes. I love that. Well, try to keep it simple, but then your face is also all over because you put out some great stuff. So I've had you on hot seat now for 25, 27 ish minutes. So yeah. asking questions that we did not set up ahead of time. I love to make these more conversational so people can mm-hmm. really get to know you and we can be authentic. Um, I would ask you, what is maybe one question that you are thinking you might have for me? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've been ready for this and I've been <laughs> waiting for this question. Okay. So my question for you, Trian, is I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> I have a couple of questions for you, but I, I will save the other one. It just popped in my head. And if we have time for it, I'll ask that one. But my big sure. question for you is what do you see as your big goal in your business? Like what is the things that if you could wave a magic wand, what are the, what is the impact and the thing that you want to be able to um, create? Mm-hmm. The things that I am most looking forward to are business leader type retreats for mm-hmm. women and their teams. I have um, one woman who runs her own uh, brokerage, and then she's got this team of twelve women. And we just did a vision board party a couple weeks ago, um, and seeing them together and working together and talking about their goals, and then supporting each other with some other things, it just really um, reinstated in my heart that I want to do these away retreats for women leaders and their teams. Um, So I want to do those for sure. Speaking has always been on my list. I want to travel to speak and make those stages all about empowering women and developing leadership on their team so that they can take some things off their plate in order to add some new growth and learning and really expand. Um, My hook on that is that it's really important for me to be able to take my kids and my husband with me on some of those trips because Mm -hmm. I feel like they should be able to experience. And I also want my girls to see it. Yeah. I've already shared the stage a couple of times with Tegan and that just filled my heart, how confident she was and what she was doing. So I want to, you know, get more of that going. Um, But really I try to this is a problem of mine as I stay very in the moment with my clients, like one-on-one makes me happy. Group makes me happy. Supporting people is really fulfilling for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a hard time then looking at that bigger picture and going, Oh, but I could do this because I'm so present with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that that's probably the two biggest things is I love the retreats and I want to do more speakings. I love that. And I feel like you're so, I, I just love what you do and how you exude leadership and what you do currently. Um, and you just have so much to share and, and in that space. 
And I love the smaller retreat idea. And I also love being on stages. Like that's always fun. But taking your family with you is totally a goal of mine too. Fun fact, because you'll understand this and you'll appreciate this. I've been looking for places in the Florida area specifically because I want to take my kids to Disney more often. <laughs> and I was like, if I'm in Florida, you might as well take You're there already. Yeah. <laughs> And that's kind of a, 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 a like back in my head, like, let me just be strategic with my marketing and just go right down to Florida. <laughs> mm -hmm. If we happen yeah. to do a speaking gig in St. Thomas, even, I mean, it would be amazing. I would not be opposed to that. Like my kids got to come. It's just the way it is. I love right. that. And I love the idea. Like I've, um, so I went to St. Louis last couple of weeks ago, month ago, and I took my mom with me, which was really special. Like she was just like my, my right hand. And I was like, Ooh, I want to take one member of my family on a fun trip where I'm like speaking or something just one so that they can be like, Oh, you're not just sitting at home in your jammies all day. And two, that they can just be able to experience a different side of life, especially my niece. She's 20. No, she will be 19. She's young. She's just has has yet to see the world. And I'd love to be that fun aunt that's like, come with me and I will just be able to take care of it so that you can see a different version of the world and how way, a way that she can impact. So I love that you have that same perspective. Um, can I ask you my secondary question? Uh, sure, of course. We're Who's going to tell us now? I know, right? Who's going to tell us? I mean, if anything, you can just cut this out. Right. Where does Trien come from? Oh, interesting. So um, I'm part of a book collab right now. And the very first part of my chapter is all about where my name comes from. Um, however, Trien, my mom said that she dreamt before I was born. And then my brother-in-law actually found that the female version of the word equestrian, the end of it is actually spelled in that way. Um, and I've been, I competitively rode horses for years. Horses have always been a big part of my life. Um, so I think kind of intuitively my mom thought of it in that way. Um, but I only know like three other people with that name. I'm sure mm -hmm. there, I'm sure at some point there will be more, you know, how people like pick things up and move along with them. But, um, one of them is someone who I met through Facebook when I tried to name my page and it wouldn't let me. And I was like, who has my like my name? Yeah. Um, met her. That's a whole nother story. Um, she's amazing, and she's a couple of years older than me. And then the second person that I know of um was actually, I think she's probably in her teens now, but I had a couple that used to come in and be my guests at the Bennigans that I worked at in college, and they actually oh, named their daughter after me. <laughs> That's adorable. Yep. I was like, Oh, what's her middle name? And they're like, Yeah, we stole that too. It's Tree and Michelle. So, um, I just think, yeah, I think that that's, it was such an honor, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, so there will be more, but that's where that specifically comes from. I that. Well, I love your name. It's so unique. And I'm like, oh, Trian, I know exactly who I'm talking about. There's no variation. I know exactly, you know, people know who exactly I'm talking about. Yeah. And what's interesting is, um, through not only my career, but like in volunteer act activities and things like that, my name being so unique and individual has kind of opened doors for me in some weird ways. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's really cool. I've, yeah, I've mm -hmm. always wanted that. And I was like, this is a perfect time to ask. This is a good time. Yes. And that I talk about that specifically in the book that we have coming out. So yeah, which is going to be coming out um, this month, actually, it's going to be coming out in May. So yeah, it's been a year and a half in the making and I am ready for it to uh, come to fruition. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. That's so good.
Yeah. And thank you for helping me get through and like guiding me through some of these things. You've been a great support. Um, obviously, I would suggest for you to be working with anybody that's in part of our community or follows our channels. Um, but I really appreciate you coming on today. And I bet that you're going to be getting blown up with invites from DMs <laughs> after we have this go live. So yeah, well, right. hey, I'm ready. Bring it on. <laughs> and thank you so much for inviting me. Honestly, just talking with you in general is just so much fun and you're so easy to talk to. So um, this was a no brainer. Like, of course, I'd come on and have a conversation with you. <laughs> Exactly. All right, guys, have a wonderful day and make sure that if you want to get in connection with Kim, we're going to make sure that we put some of those things in the comments and in the show notes for you so that you can easily find her and the things that she's doing to make an impact on the world around her as well. Yay. All right. Thank you. Bye, guys. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Be That Create That podcast. I hope that you found the insights shared today valuable and inspiring. Remember, as women leaders, we have the power to create positive change in our workplaces and our communities. All it takes is a little intention and a vision of what you would like to see. If you want to continue conversations like this and connect with other women leaders, be sure to join the Female Leader Headquarters community or make sure that you're subscribing or following us on YouTube and the Be That Create That podcast. You're going to gain access to some exclusive leadership performance trainings and engaging conversations with some other like-minded women leaders. And remember, who you surround yourself with is going to help you next level, both personally and professionally, so that you can achieve the goals and the targets that you have set for yourself and your business. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and share it with your network. Spread that positivity. This helps us reach more women leaders and empower them to achieve their full potential. Thank you so much for the support, and we'll see you next time.